Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi, this is Penny. Thank you so much for joining me for our podcast today. We're working through a series about relating to our adult children. It's been great. I've gotten some feedback from some of you pretty much indicating that this is definitely a topic of interest and that some of you need encouragement, just like I have needed encouragement in this area of life. So I'm glad to be able to do these podcasts. Um, I'm using the acronym RESTORE because while my heart is definitely to keep a very strong and healthy relationship with my kids, I want to also be a person who's willing to be a restorer, a a pursuer, whenever that is necessary. And so far, we've covered R for respect their autonomy and boundaries, which is very important. E, embrace them without fear. S, speak affirmation into their life. And T, treat them tenderly. Today, we're going to cover O, and that stands for, in this acronym, offer them hope. It's interesting. I used to believe somewhere in my subconscious that I should withhold hope from my kids if they were not choosing well in their lives. I don't think I was cognizant necessarily that that was my line of thinking. But part of me felt internally that if I could use my influence in a way that silently demonstrated displeasure, I could be sort of a voice of conviction in their lives. If I just held back on speaking hopefully about their lives, their future, their choices, etc., that that would be some type of, uh, what's the word, backward influence in a sense. I know that sounds weird, but in reality, I believe it's manipulative. It was lurking in my subconscious, although... It wasn't, I wasn't necessarily cognizant of of it. I kind of felt like if my kids were not following the plan that I felt that God had for them, or even necessarily pursuing God, excuse me, it was not necessarily good to offer them hope. Rather, I should just let them see the error of their way. Kind of a nonverbal way to demonstrate my feelings. In reality, kind of a non-verbal way to control. It was a bit of coercion, albeit silent coercion. When I step back and think about my own life, my own struggles, my own weaknesses, it's obvious to me that God is always and has always been reaching out to me with hope. When I was young, He always reminded me that he would help me if I just asked him. He was there. When I was clueless, he reminded me that he had been made unto me wisdom. When I was discouraged, he became that shelter, that hiding place, that refuge. Even when I was young, I remember being 13. And that was right about the time my dad left home and left our family on never to return as a father in our home. And I remember going in my room and just talking to God a lot. I didn't 
really have a relationship per se with God at that point in time, like I do now, but I still felt his hope, his presence, his comfort. Think about it. As long as we have breath in our lungs, there is hope for us to know him and to experience his tremendous care for us. There's no one like him. There's no one like him. He personifies hope. He doesn't throw away his confidence that he will be able to influence us. He's very long-suffering and very willing to pursue us all the days of our lives. Romans 5, 8 says, But God clearly shows and proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Whether or not we are Christians, whether or not we have surrendered our life to the Lord, he is still reaching out his hand to us. He is still extending his care, his concern, his love, his grace, and his hope for us. He's referred to as the God of all hope. One story I always found so interesting in the Bible was uh, Abraham, when he had been promised a son that eventually he would have Isaac, even though he was old and and Sarah was old and it did not seem possible whatsoever, that at one point he went his own way and made his own way of hap- of having a child by going in to one of his concubines or, or maid servants. And that was certainly not in keeping with what God had promised him. But when God retells the story later on, he says he, that Abraham wavered not at the promise of God. And I always think, well, that's not the way I read the story. Where did you get that, God? How how did you come up with that consensus? Like that opinion? Because to me, he wavered very much and even went way out of your will to make something happen that you said that you would make happen. But nonetheless, God says, well, Abraham, he wavered not at the promise of God because that's the kind of God he is. He's a God of hope. His perceptions of us are gracious. They are kind. They are so beyond how we tend to see people. Hebrews 5.2 talks about the high priest, the earthly high priest who offers sacrifices. And it says that he can deal gently with the ignorant and misguided since he himself is also beset with weaknesses. Sometimes it helps me to remember that I am beset with weaknesses and that I need a lot of grace and a lot of hope and a lot of encouragement in my life. And our adult children, no matter what they're dealing with, what stage of life they're in, even if they're making bad choices, they still need hope. They still need encouragement. They still need a cheerleader. They still need a, a hand up. They need love. They need care. They need compassion and encouragement. 1 Corinthians 13, which we all know is the love chapter, says love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. I want to be someone who hopes always the best for my kids, even when they're struggling 
even when they're not making the choices that I would want them to, to make, or even choosing biblically, I still want to have great hope for their future, for their destiny, for their calling. The bottom line is that I am not called to be the ambassador of, quote, your decision is a dead end. There's no hopeful outcome due to your lack of godly choice. I don't want to be that person. I am not appointed to meter out God's justice. A verse I just recently realized was in the Bible that I was not aware of in the past is 1 Corinthians 5, 12 through 13. And it says, For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Do you not judge those who are within the church? But those who are outside, God judges. Therefore, it's not my responsibility to go around Uh, what's the word, assessing everything people that may not be walking with the Lord are doing, whether it's right, whether it's morally sound, whether it's appropriate, whether it's whatever. And, And to subtly, one way or the other, by it's the things that I say or the things that I don't say and am unwilling to say to try to maneuver or change their behavior, that's not my job. That's God's job. I am learning to speak about the God of all hope and to remind my kids that he's always willing to come alongside them and lift them up and help them. I don't need to be stingy with hope by somehow thinking that that will change someone's mind. May I encourage you today to go beyond admonishing or warning or challenging your adult kids who may be pursuing a lifestyle other than what the Bible outlines, perhaps demonstrate to them that God has hope for them always, that he is willing to help them, to deal gently with them, to be kind with them, to them. He is the personification of all of those things. I want to be an ambassador of that hope to my kids. I want to when I spend time with them, be speaking positive, be speaking life, not looking for opportunities to um, gauge what they're doing and decide how I need to bring uh, correction or a challenge into that. That's not my responsibility. That's not my role. They are adults. They are God's responsibility at this stage in time. Yes, I can pray for them. Yes, I do pray for them. I love that verse that says, all my children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the well-being of my children. That's what I believe. And beyond that, I'm going to love them. I'm going to speak life to them. I'm going to be their friend. I'm going to encourage them. I'm going to influence them in the way that's appropriate, mostly by my lifestyle and my example, hopefully. But I am going to be, hopefully, representative of the God of all hope. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Flourish Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.